we got a mom who's 75 with various health issues. She's been pretty dismissive of anything natural until recently. Ah. Oh, really? Yeah, now she's kind of warming up. So the bad, they got, oh my good. Diabetes, gallbladder, migraines, swallowing, swallowing problems, insomnia, low stamina, blah, blah, blah. The good, she's up to her water game and exercises regularly, okay. Doing some kind of made up Richard Simmons style routine. I don't really care how long she's doing it regularly. She's She loves offal, bones, grizzly, tendons. Oh, she's doing some good, whatever. I love. I love them too. All right, what's the problem? Well, it, you know, they write me these long. Okay, okay. I know what's that. Question mark? I know that these problems are connected. So she's saying, oh, "What can you suggest?" Liver question mark, brains question mark, tendons question mark. Oh my. Hmm. No, none of those. None of those. None of the above. None of those. Okay. No. Her diabetes, her gallbladder, and migraines are all caused by dehydration and constipation. Yeah. Made worse. By her exercise, right? Yeah, now she, she's exercising and sweating, mm -hmm. and she's got not enough circulation to support it. So this is going to spiral her right down into, well, the ground. So, however, we like exercise, and she likes exercise, so we're not going to touch that. Mm -hmm. However, the best thing you can do for her at 75 mm -hmm. is to get her to drink more water. Honestly, just drink more water and take Vitality Caps. She's not, she's 75 years old. She's been dismissive of natural things until now. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean she's receptive, it just means she's not dismissive. Don't, don't underestimate the momentum of a 75-year-old pointed in one direction. I mean, don't expect that mom's going to do a 180 and say, oh, yeah, all natural for me. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't be fooled. So what? I say it's because I went through this with my mother. Huh. Oh, great, mom, we're good, we're good, yes, let's get put in the brains and that's the turpentine. And all of a sudden, I know her. Stop. What? <laughs> I understand. Chris is in Denver. So, uh, yeah. All she needs is to go to vitalitycycles.com, download the free report, get started on it. Word is started. So maybe mother mom's drinking a quart of water a day. Great. Increase it to a quart plus two ounces or whatever she's comfortable with. And at 75, even if she only increases her water by two cups a day, she's going to feel the benefit. Really? She's going to feel a lot better. And even if all you do is switch her off tap water onto distilled water, she's going to really feel the benefit. So at 75, you don't need to make like a humongous radical change for her to see benefit. You can literally go step by step at whatever pace she wants to go. And the Candida Cleaner Report is about how to safely use turpentine. Well, there's a preparation process. It is possible that all of her problems will clear up just in the preparation process, and she may never actually need to take a single dose of turpentine. Hmm. So don't don't say, Mom, we're taking turpentine. <laughs> just say, Mom, we're going apostle, apostle, step by step, we're gonna get better. Whatever you're comfortable with, Mom, that's what we're gonna do. And she'll really appreciate it. Okay. Chris, Denver, why is diarrhea bad for you? Why do people freak out when they get it and want something to stop it? 
All right, so you're telling me the answer to your question, right? You're telling me the diarrhea is bad. You're asking me why is it bad. Well, if that's not my opinion, then uh, where do we go from there, right? Yeah. <laughs> Any way to fix nearsightedness? Wait, so let me just go back to diarrhea. Diarrhea okay. is not bad. Okay. So watery stool is not bad. So if you're having a watery stool, it's big, large, and you're not having any pain or discomfort, you don't pass out, good riddance, better out than in. <laughs> so people's panicking over diarrhea is because of their programming. Mm-hmm. It turns out if you take all the people in the United States who get food poisoning in a year and compare their death rate to people who did not get food poisoning that year, the ones who got food poisoning with diarrhea have a lower death rate. So. Uh, I don't know what to tell you about that, except it does not appear to be <laughs> that diarrhea is a matter, you know, of uh, concern there. Chris is listening to some older shows with you and I, and Patrick, oh, oh now I'm in there, watch out. Patrick mentioned that his testosterone level uh, was almost 900, and his cholesterol level was 210 to 220. How is mm-hmm. this high T level possible when the cholesterol level is relatively low? Um, <clears throat> you know, there might be a supplement, there might be another cholesterol level or cholesterol source or precursor to uh, testosterone that's being ingested. Well, I take pine pollen every day, so. I mean, that's a possibility, There's, yeah. 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 So, so if you take other precursors, that are further along down the trail towards testosterone, you're gonna get more testosterone and you're gonna get backwards suppression of the cholesterol level. Yeah. That's the way it works. Yeah. I think you're right there. I am 40 years old and have three children and would like another, but cycles are irregular. What should I focus on to become pregnant again? Oh. This is a woman, 40 years old, would like a child. Yeah, three children, they want another, but the cycles are irregular. How could she regulate them? Uh, I would not focus on that. I would not focus on that. Okay. I would focus instead on um, liver, liverwurst, and or you know organ meats. That's what I would focus on. Chief among would be uh, liver and brain, and that will uh, get you pregnant. What generally causes irregularity then? Just lack of nutrition in the cycles. Yeah. So the doctors have their theories. We'll dismiss them all. So my theory is that again, your estrogen and your progesterone, your testosterone are all made from cholesterol. Liver and brain are ultra high cholesterol foods. So they're gonna balance her hormones, raise them to a higher level, get them functioning, and get her pregnant. Mm-hmm. She may or may not get regular periods along the way. She probably will, but one could still conceive if the if the periods are irregular, right? Because you can still ovulate. Exactly, that's yeah. true. That's true. Yeah. Now, irregular periods, though, make ovulation uncertain, less frequent, and less predictable. Mm-hmm. So, when I do work with people who are, are trying to get them pregnant, first thing I do is regu- is regulate your cycles. Then we um, use home urine tests to predict and measure ovulation. There's also a home sperm test for their partner to make sure that he's not shooting blanks. So we know he's not not shooting blanks, check. Then uh, we know when she's ovulating, check. His job is to be available. Yeah. 
baby. It's a good job. Could you yeah. could you please tell me what possible cause may be? This is from Janet. Oh, oh, a problem holding urine, especially at night. I've had a problem with <laughs> dribbling any time of the day for a while now, but currently when I'm up at night to urinate, hmm, no con- What's the problem at night? Is it that she's getting up to urinate or she's wet in the bed? What are we talking about? Could you please tell me the possible cause might be for of a problem holding urine, especially at night? Oh, I guess she's got to get up to pee, Doc. That's what it sounds like. Getting up to pee is not a problem. <laughs> dribbling during the day is a problem. Okay, so yeah. getting up at night, we're not going to address that because whatever. Dribbling during the day, though, there is a problem right there. If you get stinky, you know, maybe your little mini pad will leak, whatever. Okay, so that's a problem. Her problem is too much sitting. And so when you sit, what mm. happens is the chair acts as the valve to close off your urine and your poop. And then those muscles that would do that for you literally deteriorate. So how do we get those muscles back in shape? Hmm. You could do uh, leg swings, you, and you could do really all of the stretches and exercises that lead to doing splits. So the split stretches, uh, you have to move your leg in such a way as to tighten up those muscles. But I would definitely do the leg swings. That will be that will start. But you'll notice <clears throat> when she swings her leg up, boom, the urine will leak out, and that'll stim- that's especially stimulating her muscles to to move. Um, Sit ups are good as well. But uh, she's got to start stimulating those muscles, less sitting, and more leg pelvic exercises. Mm-hmm. Oh, her diet. If she's vegetarian, it's not going to work. So she's got to eat you know, a piece of steak here and there now and then. Mm-hmm. Speaking of vegetarian, we had a fellow on from Norway last week. Um, and he's vegetarian like forever, a bit rock star vegetarian. And his, yeah, yeah. his his kids' teeth started coming out brown. Right. And he started looking at that. They're going to start coming out. Period. And he started looking at that, and he changed his whole thing. And it was a really great story. I mean, he and his wife were total hardcore vegetarians. You know. Oh yeah. Yeah. See, I was a hardcore vegan, but I told my kids, when you leave the house, eat anything you want. <laughs> they go to grandma's. Oh, grandma, please. Boy, fries, yeah, how about some food? <laughs> <laughs> they go to my brother's house. Oh, ham hocks, please, ham hocks and greens. They had the strongest bones. None of my kids broke any bones or had any health wow. problems at all. But outside the house, I'm like, you know what? Whatever you want. How long were you vegan? 26 years. Come on. Yeah, that's what I said. Oof. And, and, really? And what things were, what kind of things were going on in your body when you said, you know, this is not working? What, what were going on? I couldn't get out of bed. I couldn't get out of bed. Like something like this, literally, I would be in bed. I would get up, get in my chair to do the interview, and then go right back to bed. Really? Then, you know how you ask me questions? I'd have to write down the question, take notes, or I would just forget the question. Really? And this was long ago when you were just a kid, right? Well, I was just a kid. This is recently. I, I, I uh, became, or I started eating meat. I want to say uh, 2014. Almost 10 years ago. Almost 10 years ago. Yeah, Yeah, I started eating meat 2014, though. Did you just dive in and start eating burgers and liver, or did you go slow? I gave it a lot of thought, because I was laying on my back quite a bit, as you might imagine. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of time to think. Something's wrong with my diet. A diet can heal. A perfect diet, I'd be perfectly healthy. Right. 
there must be something missing from my diet. Let's say I'm vegan. What could possibly be missing from a vegan diet? What could possibly? I said, well, it can't be the dairy because I've never been tolerant of dairy. Oh, must be the meat. Okay. I remember a decade ago I took a bite out of chicken leg and it didn't help at all. Oh, can't be chicken. <laughs> what could it be? What did I eat as a child that I just don't eat anymore? And it's unusual meat that most people don't eat. I thought and thought and thought. I said, ah, liver. Mm. I'm telling you, a piece of liver, I was up on my feet. One piece. One piece, three ounces, yep. Wow. That's what I said, wow. <laughs> so I, had to eat it every day. I had to eat it every day for a while. And then I went from liver uh, to steak. Then I went from that to uh, chicken feet mm. and um, oxtail. So oxtail actually does make you strong as an ox, which is a cow. And I just moved on from there. Is that what, what is that what oxtail is? It's from the cow. It's a cow tail, right? In the old days, they had oxen, I see. so it was an oxtail. They called it oxtail, but now they don't have ox anymore. Pulling carts, and so they just call it. A, so it makes still call it, it makes you strong, huh? I like to get stronger. I'm going to try. Oh, yeah, it's got the tendons. It's got the uh, nervous system tissues hmm. that uh, the collagen. It's got the vertebral discs in there in between each little every oh. two inches of the uh, bones. So it rebuilds your spine, rebuilds your muscles, oh, rebuilds your tendons. Very nice. I'm going to get some of that. Here is Susan. She has a concern and questions for Dr. Daniels. Now, this is long, and I'm going to kind of dig in and try, I've been trying to. Do you have a question mark at the end? Yeah, like a and rectal bleeding, okay. colonoscopy, show <laughs> two small hemorrhoids, bleeding continued. Um, okay. about a, a month and a half to, uh, along the, okay, I have bouts of lower belly pain, and I started feeling a throbbing slight pain occasionally in the rectum, not related to bowel movements. Had a rectal exam Wednesday, the 22nd, and the doctor felt something, ruled out hemorrhoids, and I started bleeding, so I had a single Sigmoid. Sigmoidoscopy. That Yeah, and the the. And he found the two an ulcer or growth was seen at the lower end of my rectum, and a biopsy was done. I have not had oh. received the results. Very scared. It is cancer. I have at least three bob moons a day. Drink your recommended amount of water. God love her. I'm also chewing on fennel seeds, approximately three tablespoons. So, what do you think? So, she's got something in there that they... Well, seeds help the upper end of things, and she's got a bottom end problem. A bottom end problem, yeah. Uh, I don't see where the, where the fennel seeds are, are helping here unless she's got some bloating and upper indigestion stuff. So, she's not got any upper stuff. She can chill, relax, skip the fennel seeds. So, All she's right. scared. Um, she's frightened. She's got cancer no, down no, there. No, no, no. That's no, what no. she says. That's so. really her problem here is that she's frightened. These guys right. are fiddling with their butt are causing the uh, bleeding that she's now having. Mm. So this rough colonoscopy, and I guarantee you it's rough, because now they give you anesthesia, which means they can be really rough about it. Wow. So that colonoscopy caused the ulcers that this next doctor is biopsying. So if you've had a colonoscopy, that means somebody, we'll call them competent and capable, has looked from your appendix all the way up around down your whole colon 
and out your butthole, every last bit of that. If it wasn't found on colonoscopy, it sure as heck isn't going to be found on sigmoidoscopy. So this guy doing a sigmoidoscopy and the biopsy, all he's doing is making more money because the territory he's examining has already been examined. Are you with me? I'm with you. So what we're now having is recurrent sodomy, lots of friction here. Those are some pretty fat tubes, just saying. Not only that, but the tubes don't get clean between usage. So they're basically inserting everyone else's feces and bacteria into her and literally giving her whatever condition it is the biopsy might detect. So let's just say she's ready to heal. She's had enough. Yeah. She needs to just stop seeing the doctor. It's just like cease and desist. All right. Now, having done that, her next step is she's got to heal up her intestines. Her base, she basically has frail tissue here that the doctors are slapping around, beating around, scraping and abusing. Yeah, I mean, this is like a current rape or something, and she's paying for the privilege of making an appointment, paying for parking and showing up. Stop raping your butthole, number one. All right. Number two, fix it. My favorite thing would be just to eat cow intestine. Good news. Small intestine works as well as big intestine. Um, better news. Doesn't taste bad. Even better news. Only a quarter pound a day. I don't even know how much better it gets. So you just <laughs> pressure cook it for two hours, top it up, stir it into your favorite um, stew recipe, and eat it. That's the way you eat it. You have all these books on how to eat organ meats. They're way overdone. A 10-ingredient recipe is utter nonsense. Find a recipe you like that you've been eating for a while, some kind of stew or chili recipe. Boil the desired organ part till tender, chop it up, stir it in, eat it. That's, that's the story. Hmm. And when she eats this cow intestine, she's going to actually feel her intestines feeling much better very quickly, like days. Oh, that's great. And once she feels all better, stop eating the intestines. She doesn't eat them. She's done. She's okay. That's it. So what does she do if they come back and say this biopsy has got the big C word? Oh, thank you so much. I'm so happy I had you biopsy it. I'm going to talk to my religious leader. That's important. It's important. Because the doctor's not permitted to interfere with your practice of your religion. Okay. Good. If you tell your doctor you don't like him, that you've done some research, you think he's full of crap, he can actually call adult protective and have you arrested and forced to submit to whatever it is he recommends. But if you say, I'm going to talk to my religious leader. Who's your religious leader? I don't, I just, that's private. Private. So he's got to respect your privacy. He's got to respect your practice and your religion. So that means that's it. No more phone calls. Not allowed. So, so help us understand cancer is trying to do something other than kill us, isn't it? Cancer cells? Okay, so you, you're on the wrong track. Well, Let's take your brain and put it on <coughs> another track. Oh. The other track is that the cancer industry is, is committed to labeling every single human being as having cancer. Okay. So they can, it can terrorize everyone or fear monger them into turning over between $100,000 and half a million dollars to the health industrial complex. You understand that? Uh, I'm with, with you. I'm with you. Different track, different track. Okay. So along this track, I suggest you look up recommended therapy for prostate cancer. 
or even better, comparison of three different therapies for prostate cancer. Let me tell you the therapies, do nothing, do everything, radiation. 15 year outcome, life expectancy, no difference. With the do nothing crowd, no difference. Right, the do nothing crowd did as well as the chemo, surgery, castration, and radiation crowd. So, when we, first you have to understand what cancer is. Once you understand that cancer is a marketing strategy, then your question that cancer is trying to help us, da, 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 you, you realize that you're, you're kind of, you're, you're not in the same headspace as the folks who are diagnosing cancer. And so when I was in medical school, first thing it crossed my mind, what? Oh, cancer therapy is so exciting and effective. How do we get more people to, t- to get it? And they're like, yes. Yes. So basically what's happening now is the whole uh, prostate cancer uh, industry is getting shaken up because a lot of people, wealthier and more important than us, have been castrated and they're not too happy about it. And they want this crap to stop. So, so at least they can have grandkids. You know, at least their kids can have grandkids. And so um, that's where the fight is. So when you look at that, you realize it's a labeling war. Obviously, something with a 15-year survival, by definition, is not cancer because it's not rapid destruction and death. The five-year survival rate for prostate cancer is 100%. Uh, that's not too deadly. But the fact that it's been labeled as cancer, oh yeah, now guys are willing to get up off of 15,000, 20,000 out of pocket. They're willing to allow themselves to be sodomized, castrated, you know, really just incredible things. That if I just walk up to a guy in the street and say, hey, let's go for castration. But put on a white coat, stethoscope, do a few tests, blood tests, mm, think you got prostate cancer, elevated PSA. Oh, anything you say. So that's what cancer is. But prostate cancer is an excellent example of what cancer is. And this is why in the United States we spend, by some accounts, 10 times what other countries spend and we don't have any increased health outcomes because of it. Amazing. And he says, I have a question too. What can be done? The butt guy. Same guy. What's that? I'm sorry. This guy had the colonoscopy. No, no, this is, this is, we're on the new one. Okay, new one. Uh, what to do, oh, Annie's got stage four prolapsed bladder. Is surgery advisable? And then she has another question. I wouldn't do it. You wouldn't do it? No, but what would I do? I wouldn't sit down and put up with it either. Again, <clears throat> I would work, okay, so why, why is this person's bladder prolapsed, for God's sake? What does that mean, prolapse? Collapse? Does that mean? Prolapse means the bladder is slipping out of her vagina. Whoa. <laughs> that doesn't sound good. Well, so we're not comfortable. Jeez. What would I do if I were her? Hmm. If I were her, again, it's that muscle that uh, controls the vaginal opening and controls the uh, urethra and the bladder itself. So literally she can resuspend her bladder by eating more connective tissue, by eating basic muscle tissue. Like I said, steak seems to work fine. I, I, I don't know about ground beef, but people don't, when I tell them to eat steak, it works really well. Mm-hmm. 
And then she's got to do the, those exercises you can think of as the bicycle. So your butt's in the air, which means your bladder is sliding backwards into where it belongs. Oh, you're on your back with and, your legs up? Yeah. Yeah, more to point your butt up. Okay. And things will slide backwards, and then you do you can do a bicycle or leg exercises, strengthening up those muscles that support that bladder. Mm. So when I was... Um, 62, 62 years old, I noticed that my bladder was sitting a bit low. You could, a bit low. You could feel it? Yeah, I could feel that the something that used to be higher up inside of you is settling. Oh. <laughs> Obviously, if I just let it go, it would settle and just slip right out the hole there. But I did not. I did, uh, I took a Taekwondo, and by the time I finished my white belt, it's not a lot of Taekwondo, Everything was resuspended and back in shape. Wow. That's a kicking and all the things you do with Taekwondo? Yes. Mm. And you're going to have some accidents because, right, your, your strengths are not working. So, yeah, I had a few accidents. Bring an extra change of clothes to class. No kidding. Wow. <laughs> the first time I didn't bring an extra change, <laughs> I had to leave class. What a trip. But uh, you can't, you know, this, as they say, getting old is not for sissies. So. <laughs> If this lady is serious, I say sign up for the Taekwondo class, bring an extra change of clothes, and uh, yeah. Rock and roll. Isn't it amazing that body will put things back together when you really can do stuff? Well, the thing is, the um, these organs are suspended by ligaments. Uh-huh. And your body literally rebuilds those ligaments in the proper position, resuspending the organs. Right. You know, big picture, though, it's fascinating that how many people eat some of the stuff you talk about in, in our culture? We just stopped eating these things, didn't we? So and that's why we have those afflictions, exactly. Really? Now, the other reason is because of what we, you and I are doing right here, which is sitting. People are sitting way too right. much. And when you sit, all of those organs are supported, and your body says, oh, we don't need to. Oh, I don't need that. Yeah. We need to maintain that suspension system or those muscles. Well, that's why I get up every couple hours when I'm working and rebound or walk or I don't know I do something you know move around yeah. you can feel yeah. it uh, and the second part of Dear Annie hope that helped mm-hmm. Annie I have a lump in one breast don't think it is cancerous see right away and I have no symptoms could it be a benign tumor it isn't getting any smaller it is a diet related I've heard mentioned coffee before what's the best way to naturally make it go away coffee she doesn't say. Doesn't say. Right, I would ignore it. So the best thing to do is ignore it. Just ignore it. Is this the same one that's got the prolapse something or other? Yes, ma'am. Okay. So with her exercise, she's going to notice that her breast is going to, that's going to work itself out. Mm-hmm. Yes, a lump is basically your body storing junk. It doesn't need. It's a storing junk. And so, right. As she starts exercising vigorously, even if she does do Taekwondo, there's enough arm exercise and arm movement that is going to get more circulation lymphatic cleansing to this area. Lisa writes, has chronic wasting disease reached the deer population in Massachusetts? How do we protect ourselves against my teenage son wants to take up hunting and I'm nervous about chronic wasting disease? I think she needs to just chill, chill. take up crochet. Yeah, she's got to go crochet, let the, let the boy take up hunting. I agree. So there's always chronic wasting disease in a wild population because they're constantly being devoured by parasites. 
They're not taking antiparasite medicine every month like they're supposed to. This chronic wasting disease in deer has been there her lifetime, her parents' lifetime, her grandparents' lifetime. There's nothing to change. And her son taking up hunting, they're going to teach him a lot of very interesting stuff that's going to absolutely fascinate her about hygiene, about deer meat, about how to recognize a healthy deer, a sick deer, mm -hmm. and either not to shoot a sick deer, if you shoot a sick deer, eh, let them rot. So it's just amazing to me, because my husband was a hunter. Yeah. All the knowledge and information that they have about not only hunting, but evaluating the game, what kind of game you want to, to trap, what kind you don't want. And so her son is really in good hands. I would just, uh, if he wants to take up hunting, I would encourage him to do that. And I, she should take a crochet. <laughs> or maybe get some good recipes for making sausage and pickles. I don't know. Yeah. Here's an email from Shani. It's very light, and I'm going to see if I can read this, so I'll have to move into it. Um, First the question mark. How? Question. I understand the great benefits from cow organs, feet, liver, etc. Um, pigs, chicken, and use them for my family. But I've never heard you speak about anything beneficial from sheep or goats. Are there any benefits to any of the organs feet from sheep or goats? Yeah, interesting question, I don't know. So, the way I feel like is like, like why send a boy to do a man's job, right? So most people I work with are ill. So I'm trying to get yeah. them better. And so they're on one side of the spectrum, so I need to go way on the other side of the spectrum to give them quick results. So if you have a person, someone between, I don't know, 100 and 200, 100 and 300 pounds, I'm not going to recommend something from a 300-pound animal, which is right in the same weight range, right? I'm going to recommend something in the 1,000-pound weight range, something right. a lot heavier. Right. But that's the rationale. So what I recommend is I recommend things to help people heal and get better. If you're already healthy, then you know you're good. Do as you, you know. Yeah, what, eat whatever you want. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I wanted to ask Dr. Daniel, said Gloria, I purchased her home healers course. Even with the course, yeah. I still can't fathom how I would respond to the following scenario. In the fall, I returned home to find my 70-year-old sister lethargic, unresponsive, fatigued, not, didn't want to respond well. She has been in bed disabled for about a year now. I took her to the ER where they had to intubate. Just stop right now. Stop, stop, stop. So someone's lethargic and unresponsive. Cayenne and vinegar. Sprinkle in their mouth. They'll wake right up and ask me, what are you Cayenne and vinegar, that's for like a, a heart issue as well, you've said, right? right? That, but yeah. you, you, you do that. The other thing to help hold healers course is use smelling salts. Crush it right under her nose. <laughs> all right, so now we got rid of the unresponsiveness. of this. That's if she's alive at all. And the lethargy, now you've got her responding. She's like, whoa, what do I have to do so you don't do that to me again ever? Now you start feeding her some liver, which helps the lethargy and fatigue. And you've got to get her going on vitality capsules because that cleans out the crap. So we've just cured this situation that she has mentioned. 
All that's in the home healer's Okay. This is uh, Sonia. What would you recommend for lumps in the body, castor oil or turpentine? I wonder where these lumps are. The man, she said lumps in the body. We're going to guess they're everywhere. Yeah. I had one, one patient. She had lumps literally under her skin. You could feel on her chest wall. Just a series of lumps really? everywhere. Yeah. Castor oil and turpentine over time, gone. Externally or internally? Internally. In- internally. Internally. Because you're you're basically your body is going to go to these lumps, take the toxins out, and put it in the toilet. That's basically mm-hmm. what's going to happen. So... Uh, what you can do, though, I mean, you can still accomplish the same thing by doing the vitality capsules. I would recommend extra strength. Vitality capsules and turpentine. Just get go to vitalitycycles.com, download the free report, uh, the candy cleaner, and follow that. And once you're pooping three times a day and taking the turpentine, you'll notice the lumps just start shrinking, shrinking, shrinking. Shrinking. What is sickle cell anemia? And how to manage it? I don't have enough experience with sickle cell anemia. I just have not seen it that much. Mm-hmm. You have an African American doctor, brown skin, African American neighborhood, and honestly, in ten years of medical practice, two cases, and those weren't even in the neighborhood. They were flying in, visiting from someplace else. So this idea that blacks have sickle cell anemia in large numbers is a head scratcher. No one in my family has it. I don't know anyone who has it. Yes, well, yeah, so. So I haven't had enough experience with it to really say. How should one do sauna therapy properly and, and most beneficial for the body? The question is, why do you want to do it? So any kind of therapy, you have to have a goal in mind, like what is it you're trying to accomplish? <clears throat> uh, so a sauna therapy, let's just say what you're trying to do is you're trying to um, detox the body through perspiration, so there's less work for your kidneys to do, so you're not pissing all day long. Let's just say that that's your goal. You want to pull out toxins through the skin. So what you want to do is make sure that you replenish your salt. Make no mistake, that's salt, sodium chloride. And any salt will do it. You can use sea salt, Himalayan salt, table salt, salt. And you want to replace the water that you, that you uh, pull out. So if you pull out a quart of water, you can kind of estimate it, you know, uh, make sure you replace the water and make sure you replace the salt. The next thing is the duration. I like 30-minute um, sessions. So when I was doing a sauna, I would do 30 minutes twice a day. So 30 minutes as soon as I get up. In fact, honestly, I would get up early, uh, drink my salt water, get in the sauna, and go right back to sleep, and I hit the 30-minute timer. <laughs> and that way, it would not interfere with my sleep, but I would get it done. And then I would do another 30 minutes in the evening before bed. That's the way that I did it. But the problem with the sauna, if you're going to have a problem, is failure to replace the water and the salt. The salt. If you do that, you're in pretty good shape. The other thing you might want to do is some kind of trace mineral supplement. I personally uh, recommend Shilajit, but uh, there's a lot of good trace mineral supplements out there. And you should take a trace mineral supplement. Again, if you're doing a sauna like this, like I was doing, which was twice a day, every day, then maybe take the trace mineral supplement daily. And that's really about it. But the Shilajit has it all too, if you want to use that, correct? Good Shilajit? Right. It does not have the salt. Okay, so doesn't, right. Separate. So you've got to take the salt, and you've got to take the Shilajit. Um, 
Is there an issue with vitamin A toxicity and avoiding liver eggs as well as nightshades because of it? No, there's not. That's, again, more scare tactics. Made up, huh? Um, that's all I can say. <laughs> I eat liver and I take vitamin A supplements and here I am to tell about it. And uh, yeah, again, I, I went to medical school, did a residency, practiced for 10 years, did emergency work. Never once, not one case of vitamin A toxicity. Paul is in Huntington Beach, California. After open heart surgery 10 years ago, then six and a half years on a starch-based vegan diet, I really enjoy eating ribeye steaks and and bacon again. And often Mm -hmm. on Dr. Daniel's recent show, she said that's because of my extremely low weight, five foot four and 100 pounds. Wow, I could... I could start our candida cleanse before using turpentine, eating animal food such as cow feed and all that. I need some people, I read some people, said Dr. Daniels had said (laughs) whatever eating animal foods limit their to four to five ounces a week. Where are we here? Um, Find a question mark. So the question is, how can you get a candida cleaner program eating this animal stuff? The answer is, cut its animal stuff in half, increase its vegetables, and proceed. He's asking at the end, do I need some brown rice and starch to add with all these animal foods. That's what he is asking. What did I just tell you, right? We're clear. Cut your animal stuff in half. Increase your vegetables. And rice too. Is he on a zero rice diet, do we know? He, I think he just, yeah, I think he got off all the starch stuff and just went to the meat. So no potatoes, no rice? Doesn't, yeah, doesn't say, yeah. So a quarter cup of rice a day is the minimum rice dose. So eat a quarter cup of rice a day, cut his meats in half, and increase his vegetables. Quarter cup of cooked, correct? Cool. That's not a lot. Just a little bit. No, it's not. But it's enough to, so that the body has some basic fuel to work with. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I tried going on a zero-carb diet. And I, and I work with people who've been on zero-carb diets. And it just seems like adding back that quarter cup of rice takes care of it. Oh, I found it, Doc. I was on total carnivore for six, seven, eight months, and... A little bit of, of starch or, you know, rice or really helps me feel better. I just feel better doing it a little bit. Just, yeah, just to, a little bit. You don't need a lot. You don't need a lot. Yeah. What is, here is um, Nikki. What's the root cause of bad breath? Is it not enough bowel movements, a lack of exercise, meat? Also have been using extra strength capsules. I was having three BMs a day now and I am only have one or two a day. Do I need to increase my water? So, breath is feisty and... Bad breath is caused by diet, water, lack of water, lack of bowel movements, and, you know, not brushing your teeth. That's basically, that's the whole story. So, if you can increase your water, increase your bowel movements, and brush your teeth once a day, bad breath gone. Now... Um, so bad breath is really caused by these bacteria that are sitting in your stomach and esophagus and they're basically eating your food and sending up offensive gases. I see. And if you get the forward flow going, they go out bottom, 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 bottom end. And if you increase the water, they get diluted so the concentration is so low that they stop producing that stuff. How do, then the, you how do these bad actors exist in a very low pH stomach? How, do, how does that happen? They all get there. They're constantly being put in by your diet. Yeah, it's just the nature of nature. 
So these things come in, and if they move slowly, <laughs> then they create odor and problems. Okay. But if they come in, go through and go out, come in, go through and go out, then you're not, you know, you don't smell. Dr. Jennifer Daniels, she's on the fourth Monday of the month, and we have, I don't know how many shows with you. What are they, how long have we been doing that? It's like crazy. Years. Years. So all in our archives, all the audio shows, check them out and just put her name in there and listen to, you know, get your own little, you can become a doctor after that. Don't do that, but you can. <laughs> you can become a non-doctor. A non-doctor a non -doctor, doctor. <laughs> doctor. Yeah, yeah. Hi, Patrick. I just spent a week in the hospital for a diabetic mm -hmm. foot ulcer on my left mm -hmm. heel that had become mm -hmm. infected. Hospital found to be found me to be diabetic and blood sugar levels are sky high. They have me on a lot of medication during a six-week course of strong antibiotics and beta blockers. They're still coming out to dress it every day. I'm going to follow their instructions until my foot is healed. Please ask Dr. Daniels if the medication will do any long-term damage or can I be taking anything for my immune system while I'm on the antibiotics? All right, so the antibiotics cause cancer and cause death and cause kidney failure. So he's welcome, of course, to follow the doctor's orders. Who am I to say otherwise? I don't understand why he would be taking any beta blockers. They just throw that in for who knows. So what the beta blockers do that is it makes him more susceptible to low blood sugar and coma from mm. the drugs we're giving him to lower his blood glucose. Wow. So he seems to be on the express train to the uh, <clears throat> grave or disability. I don't know. So while he's following these orders, I don't know what to tell him. Yeah. I understand. Now, let's say he's not, doesn't want to follow orders. Let's say he's not that kind of guy. Um, the simplest thing I would see for him to do would be to go to vitalitycycles.com, download the Candida Cleaning Report, follow that diet. And in two weeks, he will no longer be diabetic. Super simple. What? Now, the antibiotics are useless. They have never worked. They will not work. It's, 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 it's a hoax. In fact, in this country, they don't even prescribe them anymore because there's so many deaths due to antibiotics. And they say, oh, um, the, re the organism was resistant to antibiotics. That's how you die. No, it isn't. The big antibiotic has killed you outright. But they make up this story to help people accept the deaths caused by the antibiotics. So, and mm. the antibiotics do have the ability to permanently damage you. They cause suicide. They're just a mess. So if he's determined to take antibiotics as much and as long as this doctor tells him, then there's really not much point to much else. Just saying. And again, the beta blockers, we, his, his blood sugar is sky high. We don't know what it is. So we can't tell. Again, it's like the lady with her chronic kidney failure and she's elderly, but she's able to drink all she wants and piss it all out. You know, we don't know if this diagnosis that they've given him is, is a ball of crap or what. We also don't know. It sounds like he didn't know he was diabetic. Let's yeah, that's what it sounds like in the email. Sounds like he didn't know yet. So if you go on an alcohol binge, drink five to 10 drinks, you can end up in the emergency room. Your blood sugar will literally be 500. Your doctor will convince you it's sky high, but that's not life threatening. And then they'll treat you like a lifetime diabetic when actually 
as soon as you stop drinking, it goes away. So we have a lot of information we don't have. So since this is an adult, he appears to be at least average intelligence. How could he not know something was wrong with the foot ulcer or something a week or two ago, right? So for a diabetic condition, high blood sugar, to result in a foot ulcer generally takes, honestly, years. Really? To build up? Yeah, it's not the first thing that shows up. So there's something here we don't know, we don't understand. But we do know, or we can deduce, he's a type 2 diabetic. Therefore, we do know, if he goes to vitalitycycles.com, downloads the report, follows that diet, we do know he'll no longer be diabetic in two weeks. However, once he's no longer diabetic, if he insists on taking diabetes medicine to lower blood sugar, that's already normal, and take beta blockers, which lower even more, he's going to kill himself. So you got to make a choice. Good job. On the diet that they get when the Candida Cleaner, talk about how many carbs you recommend people eat a percentage. I don't. You don't? I don't. I give them a list of foods, eat all you want. Really? But is there rice? Is there rice and stuff in there? Rice. Okay. You don't care what the proportion is. Got it. No importa. No importante. Is that Italian or... Spanish, important. That's Italian. Is that Italian? Spanish is not important. Yeah, importante. Um, my son is four and not talking, not potty trained. All Western medicine has to say is autism. Oh, my son has never been vaccinated or at any pharmaceuticals. Huh. Had a natural birth with midwives. He's very happy and loving. I just don't believe he's autistic. I also don't care about labels. He has eaten mostly vegetarian, organic, whole food diet with some fish. When I discovered Dr. Daniels, I started to give him some meats and liver about three weeks ago. I'm working on finding brain. Can Dr. Daniels tell me how I can get my four-year-old son to start talking? Does she have any ideas on how to get his brain functioning on the level that would be um, normal for his age? This is Chelsea in Calgary, Alberta. Wow. Okay, so let's make a few assumptions here. Let's assume that this guy is growing and he's walking. So she's telling me he's very affectionate and he's a really happy kid and he seems to be well-adjusted. One way to get him talking is to stop giving him what he wants. Don't feed him unless he asks for food. He'll start talking. <laughs> yeah. I had a brother that didn't talk until he was seven. Is that right? And when he finally talked, well, he asked him. I didn't say, we I didn't care. I was his sister, right? so he could shut up the rest of his life. But my mother asked, why didn't you say anything? He says, well, everything is going just fine. I was getting everything I wanted. Isn't that amazing? No why talk? Oh, oh, he was going to speech therapy, burying his head in the breast of his speech therapist. Oh, he was just having a well, a whip all the time. Wow. He wasn't talking. So, uh, you know, yeah, my parents were driving him back and forth to speech therapy. So that's the talking piece. Don't give him a darn thing unless he asks for it. And he was vegetarian for four years, this little one, too. Or, you know. He was vegetarian for four years up till three weeks ago. I don't think that that, I think the talking is, again, the way she describes him is because he's so satisfied. Okay. And so if you're catering to this guy's every whim, he's never hungry, he's never tired. Uh, he's never too cold or too hot. Everything he needs is right there. 
what's to say? Let's not rock the boat. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I would say he's got a pretty good IQ and she's an overly indulgent mother, just saying. So the talking, he doesn't have a need to communicate. So let him have a need to communicate. Like with playtime, don't get his toys out for him. Let him get his toys. And he'll be looking and he'll ask you, where's my favorite truck? You know, again, you can't, if you solve every little problem he has, which apparently my mother was doing for my brother, what's the, what's to talk about? Sure. like, man, this is, this is a great deal. And he's not, he's not potty trained. Yeah. Potty trained. Super simple. How would you do that? Take off the diaper. Take off the diaper. Sit him on the potty. That's it. And when he shits on the floor, have him clean it up. That'll do it. (laughs) (laughs) That'll get you going. (laughs) Oh, take off the diaper and just put him on the potty. Yeah, that's right. Just do that. Take off the diaper, put him on the potty. You need to talk to him because he understands. Hey, you have to piss. See, that piss goes in the potty. You got to poop and have, have, have his father go in the bathroom with him and say, this is a penis seat. Look at that. Yeah, you can do it. <laughs> you two can do it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then have the father sit when he's got a poop, bring the kids in there and say, man, hmm, poop. Show him how to do it. Say, that's it. This is the deal. And then when he, uh, just take his diaper off, let him, you know, put a shirt on him. And when he makes a mistake, you know, sometimes you will. Have him clean it up. He'll start talking. I'll tell you why he doesn't think he should clean it up. Excuses. <laughs> I'm not cleaning that up. <laughs> well, no, he's a, he's an easygoing kid, so he's going to try and convince yeah. mom. Hey, you can clean that I up. Like do that. All this. I like that. I like that prescription. I like it. That's the that's the real problem as far as her talking and potty training. I don't know if he has any other problems, but those that's a problem to those two. Yeah, yeah. sounds right. Steve is in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. I've developed tendinitis, not tendinitis. I guess there's a difference in both hamstring muscles due to repetitive static muscle stress related to my work. Conductor Daniels recommends some stretching or to rebuild these tendons, especially painful with my ability to exercise. Hmm. All right, so we're not getting the whole story here. Do we ever? <laughs> well, we sometimes like we do. Right? <laughs> sometimes yeah. we do. So his work, we don't know what his work is. Yeah. Uh, how long has he been working the job? We don't know. So if he started Monday, got 10 to 9 on Wednesday, all right, we can go with that. But he says repetitive, so what does that mean? He's been working for 10 years and suddenly showed up. In which case, it's a malnutrition problem. It's not a work problem. So we, we don't really have enough information to handle this uh, well. Let's mm. make some assumptions. Let's assume he's been working the job for five years. And his tendonitis is showing up in his hamstrings. What he needs to do is, uh, when he gets home, apply some heat, or even better, apply Vicks Vapor Rub uh, as soon as he gets home, or even bring some to work, for God's sake. Put some on before you get started with work. Put some on when he gets home from work. And then he should do some um, tendon stretches, like uh, pike stretches, um, forward fold, good morning stretches. Those are all good ones uh, to do. And then, actually, I think he should eat some beef tendons to help lengthen his tendons and get them longer and stronger. 
it sounds like a pretty young guy if he's got a physical job like this. So, you know, he needs to get more tendons in his diet. That would be it. And we've reached our uh, limit here. I think we're done. Done work. Can we go longer? No, our time is up. Baby, come on, please. Oh. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to cry. We will see you again next month. I'm going to save us questions and they will be here. All right. Well, you're the boss. It's your life. <laughs> <laughs> you get to do what you want. Okay, tell folks on your website what they're going to find there. VitalityCycles.com. Yes, You're going to find Vitality Capsules Regular, Vitality Capsules Extra Strength. You're going to find the Candida Cleaner Report. It tells you all about how to take turpentine in an effective and pleasant way. And you'll find the Home Healers <laughs> Course, which will teach you how to turn what would have been an evening ruining emergency into a five-minute inconvenience. Effective and what were the two words you used? Effective and way. What? The two words you used for the vitality count. Effective and pleasant way. Oh, oh yeah. Effective and pleasant. Comfortable. Yeah. Comfortable. Yes. Comfortable is nice, right? All right, girl. Yeah. You take care of yourself. We will see you on the last Monday in April, right? Yes. Or at least the fourth Monday. I don't know if it's five. Oh, the fourth Monday. Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, not the last. Fourth money. Are you guys on daylight savings time? Because you asked me about the time. No, we're not. You don't. So our time does not move. So I knew the time of our appointment had to move, but which way? Oh, know? I see. Yeah, your head, of, <laughs> your head was about to explode. Yeah. So what time is it there? It's it's now, what time? Noon. Well, it's noon here. So you guys. Right. Last time our times were different. So now our time oh, is the same. Oh, I see. Because we moved and you guys didn't. Exactly. My time never moves. I'm always ready to change my clock. I'm like, oh, wait, no. Our time you never moves. You don't do it, Okay, girl. So, I love uh, you. Thank you. You look great. Take care of yourself. Let me know if you need some help with anything. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. Dr. Jennifer Daniels, Patrick Timpone, one radio network.com. Yeah, I couldn't keep her longer. I just wouldn't. I almost, I tried. I tried for you. You know, we're just going to save them all for next month. So I, um, there's got a few here that I have that I'll kind of look at and maybe throw out some ideas for you. Kind of knowing what she's going to say. For example, the lady with the, the breast lump. I'll email her, but she can look into what breast it is. Right breast would be an issue with the female. Left breast would be an issue with the male. And then she could work on finding a male person in her life that she's having a problem with. And that would help, you know, those kind of things. That's one of my specialties. So um, email me with those kind of things and I'll, I'll help you there. I mean, I can't believe all the all the emails. Oh, my God. But we do what we can. Okay, kids, I will see you tomorrow. we got a great, great lineup for you. Crow777. He's a trippy guy. He's pretty trippy, rippy, trippy, rippy. Very interesting fellow. And uh, we're going to talk about what he's most passionate about. But he looks into all things on physical reality and a lot of things that he doesn't believe are true. 
For example, he does not believe that there's such a thing as all these countries claiming that they have uh, nuclear weapons, that he believes that's all made up. Stuff like that. So, you know, it's fun stuff. And who knows? So we will, uh, oh, I want to do a little plug here because I didn't get a chance to, to get it in. But if you want to explore this molecular hydrogen that your host here has been doing for, I guess we're going on, well, this August it'll be four years. Wow. This is great technology. The machine that we are now promoting is we think it's the best one available. There's a lot of good ones. The one we sold before is great, don't worry. I get emails saying, people, do I have to, do I need to buy this one? Get No, no, no. AquaCure is great. I use it for three years. We just found one that we felt was a step up. We're always looking to uh, provide the very best things that we can for you. I would be not good at my job if I didn't do that. This is a, I think it's got a pure, uh, more food grade um, um, hydrogen. It also makes two quarts of water in one hit. And there is no maintenance on this puppy. It has some metals that, that I believe are a step up in the way that it's used. And it's made in Japan, where they are the, um, the real hydrogen molecular people in the world. They, they're totally in hydrogen. They, uh, more than any country in the world, they actually have some universities, medical universities and ambulances that use hydrogen right there when people um, call the ambulances, not all of them, some of them. I, I ass incorrectly assume that all of them in, in hydrogen, in uh, excuse me, in Japan, but I was um, shown otherwise by a very astute listener. And so, but this is a great machine. And, and another reason we switched is because they uh, have easy payment options, which we received many inquiries over these years. People didn't have uh, 2200 or 24, whatever the price was, uh, who's got that lying around. So they said, we, we'd like to be able to pay uh, on monthly installments. And this one has a very easy one. That's how I purchased mine. I pay a couple hundred bucks a month. Uh, I didn't have 2000 sitting around, not doing anything. So it's a great machine. It's called Holy Hydrogen, Molecular Hydrogen, um, very quiet. I use my first thing in the morning, make the hydrogen water, put my little sulfur in there, and drink that puppy down, and now put my salt in there too, and I'm feeling better than ever. I feel great. It's a lifetime thing, and just invest in your health. You can buy it on time. OneRadioNetwork.com. Use promo code OneRadio. Use promo code OneRadio for a 10% or $100 off. Sorry, $100 off. OneRadioNetwork.com. Molecular Hydrogen. Okay, we got a, a, a good show for you tomorrow with Crow 777. Also a lady uh, that's... Uh, uh, an authority on the United States Constitution, and she is suing every every living being in Congress and in the Senate. And we're going to talk to her about what she's up to. 
I love feisty people like that. Daniel Vitalis is here on Wednesday. And um, Max, uh, Max, uh, who's, you know, who, you know, Max, Max Egan, he's going to be on soon. And um, Zoe Harkham, we're going to talk to her about uh, carbohydrates and what they do in the body. She's pretty hot researcher. She's coming up and, um, oh, the man that did, wrote a whole book on these seed oils, um, Chris Nobby, he's coming up in the next few weeks. So we have a lot of good people. Uh, please let me know if there's anything that I can do for you. Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. We're also moving into a time because of, I don't know what the reason is, that um, over the last three, four, five months, the sales of the products, and this is the only way we support ourselves, is going, has been going down. And we got to the point, what, three, four weeks ago, where we just asked you to send us some money because we just were out of money. Our listenership has been solid, stayed up. Didn't lose a lot of people. We lose a few now and then because I'm crazy, but what am I going to do? I'm just not going to change the way I think. But, you know, so whatever going on with you, peeps, the economy, uh, amount of money, spendable income, whatever the case may be, uh, we, have, we think, we know some of the best products out there, but the sales have just really over six months. So, we're going to ask you, and please consider, just hear me what I'm saying here, okay? Everything that you get here on our shows is free. So I would encourage you to consider trading equal value. So do you think the information, the entertainment you get here is worth 20 bucks a month? If it's not, well, then I'm just not doing my job and... I think it is. Just one idea could save you $1,000 a month just not going to the doctor or whatever. So, uh, you know, donate to us. We have a donate thing. Uh, you can sign up. It just easily takes it out of your uh, credit card or bank, wherever you want to do it, and you send us 20 bucks a month and uh, and you'll feel better after it. We should exchange. You know, I'm not going to do a guilt thing on you, but you should exchange for these things. I mean, there's no free lunch. Well, you might think there is, but there's no free lunch. And we don't want to get to where we have to sign up and donate and Patreon and all. I'd like to not do that. So, easy way to do that is just shoot us a few bucks every month and go down the road. Okay, I'll see you soon. Tomorrow. I love you all very much. Thanks for your support. Email me if I can do anything. Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com I love you and may the blessings be. Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com